0: As a single parent, if you do not assert your value, then your value will be assigned. And the last thing that you and your child need is somebody coming along and telling you how much you guys are worth. After you've gone through the process of understanding your value, you make it known and you stick with it. Do not settle. And if they can hang, then awesome. But if not, then bye, Felicia. Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. Hello, blended fam. So last episode, we focused on counting the cost and specifically zoning in on the individual that's interested in someone that is a single parent. And this time around, we are going to focus primarily on the opposite end, the responsibility of the individual that is a single parent to a child or children. And I've mentioned the fact that these concepts, the principles and practices that I'm going over, they apply to every adult party involved, but it's just an extra layer of responsibility for the party that we are focusing on. So, what asserting your value essentially means is you are upfront letting everybody and their mama know your personal worth, the worth, Of your child, the significance of that relationship between yourself and your child, how much weight that holds, as well as your do's and don'ts when it comes to a relationship. And this should apply again to all areas of life, your friendships, the relationship that you have with your parents, the relationship that you have with the mother or father of your child, the other parent, and it is especially important for someone new that you're willing to introduce into this dynamic that you have going on. And it's really important to kind of get this down as far as just understanding your value and then being able to assert it. I know that there are some people that when it comes to assertion, I am familiar with, with the concept of pleasing people. I used to very much be a people pleaser and then I was the opposite for a while. I kind of became a little bit of a jerk. I stopped caring about people's feelings and their thoughts toward myself. I feel like I've achieved a happy medium. So it's important to come to a place where you can be assertive. Like that's a muscle that we should all have. And you are pretty much required to develop that muscle if you are operating as a single parent. And what it does for you is it it serves as a safeguard or protection over both yourself and your child. And it also establishes boundaries. And it's so important to have boundaries because if you think about, Traffic, if you think about being on the freeway, on the road, they are there to serve us more than they're there to keep us confined. I mean, the whole system is literally set up so that we can get from A to Z as safely as possible. But you can tell who struggled with drawing in between the lines as children because they just there we got some we got some people struggling immensely out here. I mean bro like use your signal and let's practice a little bit of courtesy. I mean you know I've had my blinker on for the last like five minutes. Can you not speed up? Can you can you let me in? Uh this is this is me having road rage. There's a little bit of PTSD if I'm being honest. But again asserting Your values establish those boundaries, and they create lines that you will not allow to be crossed. They are definitive. They are very apparent. And when those lines are crossed, all of a sudden what pops up is what's called a red flag. And there are so many red flags that a single parent should be willing to put up with, if any, before moving in the opposite direction or kicking somebody out of your lane is the only conclusion. But imagine for a second our roads absent of lines and clearly defined lanes. I mean, we have that stuff right now and we still end up having accidents so if we we do not have that clarity i can only imagine that we're just going to have accidents every which way sometimes i see videos from other countries that are absent of lanes and like direction when it comes to traffic control i it blows my mind when i watch it like traveling is playing Russian roulette in those situations, if you ask me. And you know what? I just don't think that we should be playing Russian roulette when it comes to ourselves and our child we will call it relational roulette. I think I just made a thing and something else that asserting your value does is it creates a standard and something to hold this individual up to. Again, we can't be guessing or vaguely assessing someone's ability to be a partner in life as well as an influence over your child. We can't rely on that gut feeling and we definitely cannot lean on the same corrupted understanding of what it means to be in a relationship that we had in our previous situation. And this practice of holding them up to a standard makes me think about baking. Personally, I am not a baker. I'm sure if I attempted it would be Terrible, but what I do know is that there is a necessity of exact measurements in order to achieve the desired outcome. And you know what? Unless you're like Martha Stewart or Rachel Ray or something, you are measuring each ingredient because you know if you end up with too much or too little of what's needed, then it's possible that whatever comes out of the oven is inedible. And although people are imperfect and they are going to make mistakes, we shouldn't require perfection from people. If you have a standard, then you can hold them up to something. You have something to assist you in determining whether the final product is going to be what you aspire toward. And I feel like my wife is a great example of this. Well, before Our relationship started. She created a list of 10 or so things that she wanted, 10 standards or traits that she wanted to see in her partner to be. And I don't remember exactly what was on that list, but am I surprised that I knocked that out of the park? Of course not. Uh, Maybe it's the top three were tall, dark, and handsome. And you know what? 5'11", lowercase t, dark and handsome, nailed it. (laughs) But again, because she created these standards and established them well before she knew I even existed, she had something to hold me up against. And I'm not saying shoot for those superficial standards, because if they were... I, I wasn't beating those at that stage in my life, but she determined some things of value that were pretty much requirements for the man that she wanted to be in a relationship with and therefore willing to expose her child to. But well before A single parent comes to a place where they are willing and able to assert their value to another individual as they approach the opportunity of a relationship there needs to be an adequate if not significant amount of time dedicated to recovering from the separation from your child's parent or the divorce that happened again think about the significance of that something died There was an expectation of being together potentially for the rest of your life. There was likely an I do that took place. And that's not something to take lightly. I think about my last dating relationship. It ended something like 11 years ago. And I consider the amount of time that I needed to recover from that situation. And we were only dating, I believe, for a little bit more than a year So I imagine someone who literally experienced a divorce, a separation from their partner or leaving, departing from the parent of your child a a significant amount of time should exist prior to even thinking about jumping into another relationship. Even the smoothest of separations are traumatic And as we know, well before relationships that do come to an end, well before they actually ended, there is potentially years of dysfunction. I was talking to my mom the other day, just asking about the relationship that she had with my dad. And she was answering, honestly, some real potent questions. And I'm grateful to her for it. And one of the things that she said is the relationship with my dad was over probably close to 10 years prior to it actually coming to an end. And I have no doubt that people are familiar with that experience, with the level and amount of dysfunction that is present prior to a relationship coming to an end. So I don't think there is any shame in acknowledging the impact, the uppercase or lowercase t trauma that was experienced as a result of what happened within the relationship as well as the level of hurt and heartbreak that is experienced once the relationship officially comes to an end and then on top of that you likely created a human being with this person so you're still to some degree having to do life together bro that is tough so the period of time that follows the end of the relationship should be taken to heal up and doing the hard work of learning from what had just transpired. And I know this is not going to be a fan favorite, but some responsibility needs to be taken over what had transpired. And honestly, you may be the victim and. And you may have got the brunt of whatever that situation was, but there is some level of influence or enabling or responsibility that you have over what transpired. And this could be one of the harder steps when it comes to recovering and healing from what happened because pointing the finger is definitely the preference, but real healing does not happen unless we look in the mirror and accept our own faults. And part of the reason why the time needs to be significant as far as the break from thinking about entering into another relationship or anything like that, you are a new single parent. So because of the trauma that the child also has experienced, they need to be tended to. They need to become an even greater priority during this process and that will effectively prolong your healing process because you're tending to them. You need tending to you're figuring out how to operate as a single parent, especially if your day to day lifestyle has been uprooted like life just looks significantly different now than it did before but if I'm being real I get why someone would want to rush into another relationship a form of escapism or validation and wanting to fill a void there's a stigma that is associated with being a single parent so escaping or running away from the weight of this responsibility mixed with everything else is a challenge for so many. And I've never been in this predicament before, but I know so many have, and I can only imagine the difficulty of this season of life. But I can say that rushing into another relationship is definitely not the answer because again, during this phase of your life, you're likely having to rediscover yourself It's possible that you were devalued in the last situation, if not abused. So introducing someone else into your life when what's required and what's necessary for yourself and your child is a restart is both confusing and detrimental. If you don't take the time to discover yourself and love that person that you rediscover, as well as loving your child the right way, then whoever you introduce into you guys' lives will love you however they please. Because if you don't know your value, then you cannot Assert your value and if you cannot assert your value then your value will be assigned and the last thing that you and your child need is this rando individual showing up and dictating what your worth is and if I'm being real I feel as if this applies specifically to single mothers and women all the more. And I feel like that's the case because, men, we're pretty dumb. We are super simple, in my opinion. We will only put you through what you're willing to put up with. So when you are in a place of security and great value and you require excellence and A's from your partner, then we're either dropping out of this class or we are going to end up being valedictorian. But the opposite is also true. If you do not know who you are, you don't understand the worth of yourself, your child or your children. And all you want from your partner is a passing grade. Guess what? Some of these dudes are going to be getting C's or they'll come to your office. With that D plus talking about, hey, can I get some extra credit like I'm right there and that might be a little funny, but I am so serious as far as how guys oftentimes operate. We see you guys as the prize. We see you as valuable, a trophy, something to be attained, achieved, accomplished, whatever you want to call it. And that prize comes in the form of your attention, your affection, your allegiance, and sex. And if you as a woman only hand those things out as a result of excellence and apparent intention and effort and maturity, then guys will oftentimes strive for that. However, if those things are not required, then for a significant amount of men, it's not worth putting forth an extra effort, and for all my brothers listening, don't trip, you are also a prize, my guy, but let's be real, next time you get the chance, go ahead and do a little double take at your lady, you know, front, back, side to side, whatever you gotta do, you're winning, okay, you're winning, But as I was thinking about some of the tools that a single parent can use to in practice assert their value, what came to mind are the same tools or the measurements present in the last episode that ultimately determine someone's preparedness to enter into this relationship and potentially create a functional and a healthy blended family. And again, those three different measurements that I focused on were behavior, communication and progressive work. But for the single parent, the person that's asserting their value, I'll add a fourth one and that being community. So, again, the first tool is Behavior actions speak louder than words. So how you carry yourself is actually a really good indication of how much you care about yourself, how much value and self-worth, self-esteem that you have. And your level of investment in your child is also determined by your actions. So if you're telling your coworkers that you're hitting the club again Or you're going out for drinks or you're going to this party and just doing things or engaging in activity where children cannot be involved. Your behavior is speaking loudly. And no, I'm not saying that you can't enjoy yourself. The part of self-love is going out and having some fun, some forms of healthy release. But if on a consistent basis people are surprised that you have a child, then it's possible that your behavior suggests that you don't have one. And oftentimes, if someone is not very much intimately invested in their child as a single parent, then the love that they have for themselves may be lacking. They may be struggling. Obviously, there is love for the child. There is intention and a desire to care and tend to the child. But our behaviors should be a direct indication as to where our values are. And you don't want to show someone that you're interested in, that's interested in you, that you don't value your child because there is not a chance that they will have a higher regard for your child and your relationship with your child than you do. So you're essentially setting the tone. And number two is communication. And this is an area That people pleasers tend to struggle in. This is where that assertion clearly comes into play. Your bottom line, your do's and your don'ts and what you will not put up with is very much communicated through your behavior and how you carry yourself, but through your literal words. And there should be no room left for misinterpretation. So don't be vague. Don't beat around the bush. Like when you are a single parent, you need to ruffle up some feathers. You need to be willing to for the sake of your protection and the protection of your child, you got to be willing to make people uncomfortable sometimes, and you got to be okay with some relationships coming to an end. And it's one thing to grow apart from people because now that you have this child and you've experienced what you've experienced and therefore your values have changed but any good parent will likely tell you that they literally had to communicate and into a relationship like i'm cutting this off for my sake and the sake of my child and it's all the more important to stick to your words again because we are human we are not going to be perfect In this area, but before you can communicate an expectation for somebody else, you have to communicate an expectation for yourself. Establish a standard for yourself based on where you want to end up. And sometimes you got to faith it till you make it. You have to believe that you will come to this place or achieve this standard of operation prior to seeing any evidence that you can actually follow through. So your private expectation for yourself should be great, but sometimes you got to step out and yell it on some type of mountaintop and create some accountability for yourself and essentially give people the right to call you out when you are not living up to that standard. And when it comes to communicating some of your bottom lines or your do's and don'ts, it's okay to be specific. So if you don't want the person you're interested in playing video games past a certain amount of hours, go ahead and say that if you don't want this person to be in close contact or have a close knit relationship with their ex then go ahead and communicate it. And if you're looking for someone that can eventually get to the point where they love your child or your children as if they were their own, then that needs to be communicated. And there is no need to be shy about that. Yes, we know that this Type of talk, this type of approach and assertion may put relationships to an end prior to them starting. And that's kind of the point. You want to filter through the people that are going to value yourself and your child according to what you believe your worth is, which should be immense. And then there's number three, which is the progressive work. And this one can be challenging depending on how recent. The separation was from your child's mother or father. You could be in a place where you're picking up the pieces. So adding anything may seem unimaginable. But after time, you eventually acknowledge the fact that you need to be headed somewhere. You need some direction and growth. And there's still much life ahead of you and potentially a greater version of life than you had experienced before. So stagnation or an inability to move forward absent of a relationship and some other person being in your face all the time is a really good indication that you are not ready for a relationship. That's because you need to make a way for yourself and your child before involving someone else. Imagine You are stagnant, you can't move forward, and then all of a sudden you get butterflies because you've met this person, you're inspired by the relationship that you've started. Either you're gonna credit them entirely for your progress and for the fact that you were able to get out of the shell that you were in, and guess what? They'll do the same thing. It's possible that this individual adopts the whole savior complex, and then you're in trouble. So it's best to have something going on. You are moving in a certain direction and making things happen for yourself. That's so valuable for you and for your child to see, because again, they've gone through something pretty challenging, but to know that things will be okay because mom or dad is holding it down is of much value. And lastly, number four is community. This is also very important for the individual that's approaching the single parent, but for the single parent, it's huge. As far as the recovery process that took place, you have people surrounding you, protecting you, lifting you up, encouraging you, keeping you accountable. Having a community is so important. I personally cannot tell you how many hands I had to shake, how many people I had to meet during the dating process between Margot and myself. This girl had community on community on community. And I'm sure it was in part due to the fact that your boys, you know, he looks pretty good. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm just like, hey, buddy, you are a snack. Okay. Yum, yum. (laughs) So she was showing off a little bit, I'm sure. But at the same time, she exposed me to people that she cared about. And those individuals are in place because they're invested in her life. And therefore, they're willing to throw up. Some red flags. I remember the first time I met a lot of her girlfriends. If ever there was a trap, then this was it. These girls were going to have such a say concerning whether I was legitimate or not. I think there were four or five of them. I can't remember exactly who was there. I was just trying to both enjoy and survive the experience. We were all in an apartment just hanging out, talking. Can't tell you for how long it was a sufficient amount, I'm sure. But she had so much community to safeguard herself. And there's just all these layers that. I had to go through and it's not like I was fighting through that experience. I actually really enjoyed it and I appreciate the fact that she's surrounded by such good people, but I knew that this is no joke. My commitment to her, to her daughter, it doesn't end there. I'm also committing to the things that she cares about, the people that she cares about and they're there to keep us accountable to what our expectation was concerning the relationship. But I think the last two as far as the progressive work as well as the community are very important for fending off predators. And I think that this applies very much for the single mothers. There are men out there that because you've been on your grind, because you've attained a place for you and your child or your children, they've found a spot where they want to set up shop. Or maybe you are in the midst of your recovery and your healing process and they're trying to lick your wounds. Wolves love sheep that are outside of the fold, the ones that are strays or in some form of isolation. So the progressive work, whether you're in therapy, whether you are in some type of mentor, mentee program in the community, the layers and layers and layers of. Of people that are in your favor, that are for you, that are your support system, they can help fend off as well as identify these people that are not good for you. And I say those last two are especially important because the manipulator, the narcissist, the deceiver, he can overcome your behavior, he can overcome your words, but those last two serve as protection in the areas of your blind spots. But this process of someone determining or assigning your value is a subtle one it's something that happens over time and there are a genre of people that just want to control you so their intention becomes apparent and if you value yourself and your child or children then you can spot their tactics and what they're up to however there are good people that subconsciously assign value because you have to teach people how to treat you So if you've clearly communicated that you're interested in somebody and every once in a while they'll ghost you for a day or two, but you maintain your interest and pursuit of this person, then you're being assigned value. You're communicating your worth to some degree or if somebody raises a boyfriend, girlfriend, raises their voice or mistreats your child in one way or another And you don't make it abundantly clear that that will not happen again or at least thoroughly walk them through the process of how that situation should be handled in the future. Value is being assigned or if this person is constantly talking mess about the other parent, especially if it's in front of the child and you don't check that behavior, it's little things like these that accumulate. Over time, and then all of a sudden, your value is assessed and therefore assigned. What is this person willing to put up with and what can I get away with? That may not be the forefront of the thought process of the individual that's interested in the single mother or father. But as a single parent, your greatest priority is to protect your child and to protect yourself. So you have to teach people how to treat you guys because the goal isn't to find someone that is good for you and your child. The goal should always be to find the person that is right for you and your child. Thanks for tuning in and please take a moment to hit me with that honest rate and review and then subscribe so you don't miss out on any of this blended goodness. It's going down again next Wednesday, but until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.